wanted to start this podcast to share hunting stories of my experiences and what I've done over the years. There's so much more that is involved in hunting than just pulling the trigger and killing an animal. We want to be inspirational, educational, but we also want to have a good time and teach you how to have a good time as well. We got a really good guest for you today. His name is Ted Nestor, and he is the co-host of Almost Heaven Outdoors with Ted and Amber. You know, I've heard you on the podcast before talk about how awesome Texas is. Texas is where it's at. It is. It's like the adult playground. My longest stint of turkey hunting was about two days in Texas, and it was 106 degrees, setting a box blind for eight hours from eight to five turkey come in at six i could pretty much give up turkey hunting in texas you said 106 degrees yep it was 106 degrees i can't help but picture you like jim carrey on ace ventura hiding out in the rhino i down to mosquito my cousin is a delegate wait Uh-oh. hold on a second everybody in west virginia is cousins i'll kick you for that later welcome to hunting day with stephen robbins now for your host stephen robbins all right guys and gals welcome to today's episode of hunting day really appreciate you listening in and uh we got a really good guest for you today he uh he comes with uh quite the background and i could give you a a really long introduction of him but i'm going to give you the short one and uh probably the better introduction i could give this guy and uh his name is ted nestor and he is the co-host of almost heaven outdoors with ted and amber and uh He's been a longtime friend of mine since, uh, I'd say, about 2009. Is that right, Ted? Yeah. So, Ted, real quick, how was your turkey season? It sucked. I hear that. <laughs> I love turkeys, but I hate turkeys. Uh, I really, I've been, I was traveling a lot this year, so I didn't get to really turkey hunt as much as I, uh, I had hoped to. Um, my longest stint of turkey hunting was about two days in Texas. Um, I was there and it was 106 degrees, setting a box blind for eight hours from eight to five. Turkey come in at six. I could pretty much give up turkey hunting in Texas. <laughs> Copy that. No, I, I can completely understand that. You said 106 degrees? Yep, it was 106 degrees. Started out at 8 o'clock in the morning. It was like, uh, I think it was 92. So it felt pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So I can't help but picture you like Jim Carrey on Ace Ventura hiding out in the rhino. Um, when you I came- down to my boots. <laughs> that's what I was going to ask. <laughs> oh, that's yep. good stuff, buddy. Good stuff. All right. So, Teddy. I'm going to call you Teddy a lot, and uh, I hope that's okay. Um, that's so everybody's got to hear this story me and you used to be neighbors in morgantown we we met in virginia but uh we both got started in an oil and gas company in washington pennsylvania and we both moved to uh morgantown west virginia we lived in the same apartment complex and we had uh, a nuisance groundhog and I don't know that he was more of a nuisance or he drove us crazy because we just wanted to shoot him while we were always shooting our bows. And uh, tell tell our listeners the, the dynamic story of this groundhog and what happened. So this was a very destructive groundhog. Um, obviously, uh, Stevie and I hunt quite a bit. And I think it was, it was like the middle of the summer and 
there wasn't really nothing to, to hunt. And uh, we lived in this complex in the middle of town. And there was uh, this groundhog always was in the neighbor's yard. And this neighbor was from California. So he wasn't, I guess, a Republican, you could say. Okay. Uh, so he didn't like guns. You know, he, he definitely wasn't for hunting. But we really wanted to shoot this groundhog, and we, we didn't want to cause trouble with the neighbors. So I volunteered to go over and tell the neighbor. Uh, I asked him first, hey, can I shoot the groundhog? Because he said, at first he said, no, I'm pretty sure. And then I told him that, you know, this groundhog has been chewing on my tires, and I'm, you know, he's a nuisance. And the guy said, well, yeah, if you want to get rid of him, go ahead and get rid of him. I don't want him chewing on my tires. <laughs> and when, this is when Stevie uh, owned um, a, a TV show, too. And I was actually, that's how I started out, was his cameraman, MVP Outdoors. Uh, so we filmed it, the whole nine yards, Groundhog come out. And yeah, I think he was right beside the target. And he didn't have a good day that day. No. So. <laughs> More tires after that. <laughs> no more tires. I remember the tagline on the video was that's what happens when groundhogs chew on tires. And uh to this day I still can't believe that guy believed it. Either A, he did not believe it and he just wanted you off of his front porch, or B, he completely believed it that he thought the groundhog was coming for his tires next. <laughs> I'm about fifty fifty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean you can be pretty convincing. I'm I'm I I'll give you that. You're a pretty good salesman. When it comes to getting what you want, you know how to get it. I, I married my beautiful wife, so that took a lot of convincing there. <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, Ted, you do a lot of uh, air gun hunting, is that correct? Yes, absolutely, a lot of air gun hunting. So, me and you, we've had a lot of conversations about air gun hunting and some of the things that a lot of people are doing um, as far as different calibers, different animals they're hunting, and really the where this sport has gone. Because when I think of an air gun, I think of you know a Red Rider or a Daisy that I got to pump up ten times to to shoot, and uh, maybe going squirrel hunting or shooting some birds in the backyard. But I mean this the this is some really next level stuff right now that's out on the market that air gun uh, companies are doing, and you know what's uh. What's, what's what's some animals that you can hunt now with these air guns? Uh, well, I mean, you know, we first started the air guns about seven years ago. Um, right now, we, we have been with a company called Umarex USA. They're an air gun manufacturer um, out of, of Arkansas. Uh, so we started out, and, you know, like everybody else, we started, um, you know, we got approached and asked if we wanted to be part of you know, their kind of pro staff, you know, whatever, you know, I'm like, you know, air guns, cool. I can shoot squirrels with them. Well, I didn't realize, you know, just like a lot of people, they think that, you know, it's the red rider, you know, it's pump up air guns, but these are serious, serious air guns. Um, we've shot everything from Jack rabbits in West Texas to, uh, white tail pigs, uh, porcupines. I mean, it's, you know, they're, um, you know, they go all the way up to, you know, I've got a 50 caliber, uh, which, you know, you, uh, it's pretty common. People kill deer with 50 calibers, 357s. Uh, 
there's even a 308 caliber. Um, but I mean, you imagine an air gun that's a 50 caliber shooting a chunk of lead the size of a, uh, a muzzleloader bullet yeah. is basically what it is. And, um, you know, it's, it's amazing. You know, there's people killing them world records with air guns in Africa. We've killed, uh, we've killed quite a bit of, uh, animals with them, you know, mainly in Texas. Um, you know, I've heard you on your podcast before talk about how awesome Texas is. You know, Texas is like, you know, I mean, I'm from West Virginia, like Stevie. I love my state, but I'm going to tell you right now, Texas is where it's at. It is. It's like the adult playground. I mean, there's so uh, many animals that you can go down there and shoot. And for a non-resident, it doesn't break the bank. And the licenses are easily accessible. You can just go down there, show your hunter safety card, and buy your hunt license. And then uh, find an outfitter that you want to go with. And it's, it's that easy. I tell you, I love Texas so much. I've been there seven times since December. Uh, I'm jealous. <laughs> I really am. I, every time Ted goes, I tell him, I'm like, hey, thanks for the invite. And uh, Ted's actually uh, hearing about, what, four days you're headed down, and I'm yep. going back to work. So that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, we're going to actually try to uh, – we're going to do something that, that I've never seen before. As far as I know, it's never been done. Uh, we're going to – air gun hunt and archery hunt pigs at night being filmed by a thermal drone. That just sounds pretty cool. That's like some black ops stuff right there. That's uh, so, so there's going to be a drone that's recording in like a thermal, right? Yep. And you're going to be, you're going to have your bow and then you're going to have your air gun. So what's it like to, to predator hunt with an air gun? Oh man, it's, I mean, you know, with the technology and the air guns now, you know, you can't like, you know, you, you don't, you won't get the distance like you will with a high caliber rifle. Right. Uh, but, you know, I've got a, a 30 caliber gauntlet that I use that I can get out to 100 yards with it. You know, obviously, you know, body shots um, are kind of questionable. Um most of my shots are headshots with an air gun. Yeah, you know, possible, but they're just as as effective as uh, as a high caliber rifle, close range. You know, fifty yards in. But you know, I, I've done some predator hunting with air guns. Uh, killed a couple coyotes. Killed a couple fox. Um, it's uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's it's just different. Yeah, you know, not you know anybody. A lot of people compare them to rifles once they're educated and understand, you know, what these these air rifles will do. So, Ted, what would you define a predator as? So, in my mind, I'm thinking coyote, red fox, bobcat. But what else? What other th- animals fit, fit into that category? Man, anything to take down a deer, really, uh, or you know. Badgers. They got a lot of badgers in Texas. Yep. Uh, believe it or not, um, porcupines. They they are a type of predator. Uh, some guys in Texas consider them predators. Yeah. Even they they they're not meat eaters per se, but they do um, they do dig holes. Yeah. Uh, they do damaging the crops. 
which you know obviously a predator is killing animals but uh, they raid nests too don't they uh yeah. turkey nest beast uh quail so you know that's uh, i'm assuming that's why they they mark them as predators in texas yeah uh, but yeah any any varmint uh coyote bobcat fox you know they're even um what they call ringtail cats yeah by the predator um you don't see them very often uh i think i have called in one or two in texas um but okay good deal so air gun hunting hasn't always been in the limelight but more and more we're starting to see more people more states um they're passing laws to where air guns are now lawful to hunt big game animals. And you played a big part of that in West Virginia. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. That was actually, uh, uh, pretty crazy to be honest with you. Um, we went in me and a guy named Chad Simon with lethal air, um, went to advocate for air guns in Charleston at the state Capitol in November. And, uh, you know, my cousin is a delegate, um, which, so I had... Wait, uh, hold on a second. Everybody in West Virginia is cousins. Well, you know, <laughs> not everybody has a cousin that's a delegate, though. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, I'll kick you for that later. <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, so, so, you know, I had some friends, you know, a uh, couple senator friends, it took me about three months to get them to agree to uh, basically meet with us, you know, and I, you know, I'd never done nothing like that before. You know, I'm just, I'm a dumb country boy. You know, I didn't know nothing about, I don't really follow politics a whole lot. Um, didn't know how it worked. And then I got the call uh, late October and said that, Hey, you know, we're having interims and you guys are invited to the Capitol to advocate for your air gun law. And I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know whether to wear jeans and a t-shirt or, you know, a suit and tie. So, uh, I just wore my speedo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, it was, it was kind of crazy because, you know, you're, you're going to a cap, the state Capitol and, uh, you know, we, we get in the room. We didn't know how many people were going to be there. There was like um, 17 or 18 delegates and senators there. And by that point, I got a little nervous because I told Chad, I said, hey, man, <laughs> I've never done nothing like this before. <laughs> but, you know, we went in and we we, uh, we showed him some of the guns. Um, one of the senators right away, um, Senator Summers from Tyler County, she got right on board. And... Uh, I think she helped drive the bill um, to pass. Yeah. And uh, last month, the governor signed off on it, and we we are now West Virginia is the is the uh, the newest air gun state. That's awesome. Uh, which is crazy because you know I, I've been doing this for you know about seven years, and my my guy at Umarex, which is my marketing director. He said, "There's ne- the the they have never had a state progress so fast. I think we had it done in six months. Yeah, and it generally takes about two years. Okay, so it was you know 
it's still to me kind of crazy that 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 Chad and I was able to accomplish that. Um, and I'm you know not not bragging or but it, I'm very proud of it. You know, it's that's one thing that you know if I don't do nothing in my life, that's one thing I did good. Yeah. Well, I've known you for a long time, Ted, and you're the type of person that if you want to get something done, you're gonna stick with it till it gets done. And I think that um, that says a lot about you, but it also says a lot of it's it's a great message for people out here that's listening. That look, you've never done this. You've never stepped foot in a Capitol building. Um, no, that's 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 just a really great message to anybody listening. That if you want to get something done, it doesn't matter if you haven't done it before. Figure it out. You'll find a way if you want to do it. If you want to make something happen, and if you want to do something, you'll figure a way out to do it. And uh, I think that's really cool that you and Chad were able to team up and do that. And I definitely want to have Chad on this podcast because I know right now he's got the world record. Is it typical Buckmaster yeah. typical whitetail? With an air gun. I think that's really cool. And he killed it here in Virginia. And you don't hear too many people saying that they got a world record coming out of Virginia. Well, you know, something else that's cool is, so, so the good thing about being with Umarex, um, we get products before they even go on the market. We, we, you know, we're, we're, we've been with them for so long. They trust our opinion. Well, couple years back there was a airbow that they come out with it's called the umarex air saber and um amber and i were the first people to in the world to ever kill a deer with this with this airbow so what is that like how does the airbow or the air saber how does it configure oh so basically you've got a hollow arrow um you know most arrows they'll, they'll have a knock on the back and then you'll have the insert in front to uh, hold the broadhead. Well, in th- this air gun is designed so you have a tube. Uh, you don't have a knock on the back of an arrow. You just got a hollow arrow. You slide your arrow uh, down onto that tube, and it's it's driven by air. Okay. Killed uh, several deer with them. Um, like I said, we 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 were able to kill the very first whitetail uh, with the air saber. Yeah. Steve. Kr- first buck we killed the first duck no you killed a really nice buck in texas with the air saber right i did yep was uh, it nine pointer point, yep yeah no i remember watching that's uh that's on carbon tv now right correct yep heck yeah uh, i killed i killed one with a 50 caliber hammer the uh the same year okay it was also a nine pointer <laughs> nice twin nine pointers i like it so you were able to not only help pioneer the air gun industry into what I would consider the last decade from daisy pump-ups, red riders, to people are killing big game animals across the world. And I think that's really cool. And something that you touched on earlier, Ted, was that you predator hunt with it. And I know you are a big time predator hunter right yeah not with just air guns so we're actually going to end the episode here but next week i want to have you back on to talk about predator hunting and why it's beneficial and what it means to conservation so 
Ted, real quick, social media, what do you got? Uh, Almost Heaven Outdoors, um, both Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we have a website, uh, which is almost7outdoors.com. And uh, I think that's it. We do Twitter also a little bit. Uh, same, Almost Heaven Outdoors. Copy that. All right, so if you guys want to get a hold of Ted and Amber, just reach out to them on Almost Heaven Outdoors on both Instagram and Facebook. Ted, I really appreciate your time tonight talking air guns and uh, catching up. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. And uh, we will see you back here next week. And to all of our listeners, we really appreciate you. We, uh, We love you, and we thank you for your support. Keep hunting and keep doing what God calls you to do. Thank you for listening to Hunting Day with Stephen Robbins. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. If you'd like to follow, you can find Stephen on Instagram at Stephen Hunt Day and Facebook at Stephen Robbins HD. If you'd like to reach Stephen, you can email him at stephen.huntingday at gmail.com.